This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by Hall of Fame. That's the sports betting research platform for pilots, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 30% off your first month and start making some out of bets today. And we're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is the peer to peer social betting platform that's US based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com and use KUTT.com and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And there's only one day left, one and a half days left to get 50% off everything in the SGPN merch store with promo code PLAYOFFS. All right, DGENs, welcome back. If you've, if you, if you're following on Twitter, we're back again, like, I don't know, 20 minutes later, uh, we just did our, our PGA show for Pebble Beach with uh, the Model Maniac Byron. And now, listen, we have to talk about Lyft. We have to start betting Lyft. Uh, listen, locals are putting it out. Uh, apparently, they're on the correct paperwork. It's going to be on like normal normal books now. And uh, they've already taken all my guys. So I got to be a Lyft guy. And Steve, uh, Steve is with me. So Steve has to correct me or shepherd me along on what I have to do. Oh, I'm just so sad. Steve, how are you? I mean, why do you think I know what I'm doing? They don't have any stats for, for this thing. No stats. What was, well, you sent me an Excel spreadsheet and there's colors and numbers. I assume you know what you're doing. Well, so that's the thing. A lot of people want to say that there's no stats. Uh, there's stats. There's not really any useful stats, but you can useful. possibly manipulate them. Well, here's the thing. Like The stats that Liv offers is driving distance and green population and putts per round and you know scrambling percentage you know it's basically what cam sent us like i love i love the acros in my golf clubs and it was like he lost nine strokes putting (laughs) well we don't even get that with them but it's the same stats that our dads use our uncles used our grandpas used to bet golf so it can be done to use these stats in a useful way. And I'm still kind of workshopping some high-level analytics that isn't perfect, but gives me kind of an idea about what these guys did. Like, for example, let's take a look at last year. So just taking some of this driving data and approach data and around the green data, would it surprise you that last year, Cam Smith wasn't the best ball striker, but he did all his damage around the green with, with his putter? Weird. Weird. Weird right? Would it surprise you that Paul Casey was one of the best tee to green players and a horrific putter? It would surprise me that Paul Casey played an event. Okay. Well, Paul Casey, well, Paul Casey loves money. He's on live. Would it surprise you that Sergio was one of the leaders in probably theoretical tee to green that I came up with, but a horrific putter? No. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing, guys. Like, I just manipulated some of this data, it's not perfect. These guys are basically the same guys as what we remember them as. Like DJ is really good driver and he's a little shady with shady with the putter. Bryson still sucks around the green. Like Taylor Gooch, literally the exact stuff of what he was doing. Not a very good driver, but really good iron player, really good putter. Like these guys are basically the same ones that we know from the PGA Tour. You just got to do a little bit of homework with it. And you know, I mean, 
There's and, stuff on paper. Everyone listening, when Steve says a little bit of homework, that means he spent six hours pouring over any data point he could find. I spent it, 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 took, it took me an hour of manually keying this stuff in. So that's like when your girlfriend tells you she slept with three guys, it's nine. It took Steve three hours to do this. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, he's downplaying. Okay. Well, so you alluded a little bit about why we're doing this. Yeah. So, all right. So why don't give your official statement? Why are we putting out the live golf gambling podcast? Everybody. I mean, we almost have to just pay attention to it. Like, look, it, it, it is what it is. Like we have, some of the best golfers in the world on this tour and whether they can have their shit together or not. Like I want to see those guys play. Like it sucks that nobody knows they're on the CW, the WB, or you gonna download an app or, or whatever. But like, I miss seeing these guys play. And if you're going to put cam and DJ and Rom and Hatton on a Sunday versus what I just saw last Sunday, I'll figure out what app to download. The problem is, is that I'm not every golf fan, right? Uh, most guys are just going to be able to click on CBS and listen to whatever's on or NBC and, and they don't care. Right. The problem is it's such a niche sport that I don't know, man, like it's, it's just, it just sucks. I wish we weren't broken up, but listen, they're taking all my guys. I will, if they could just, if they could just figure out the betting aspect of it, they could absolutely take it. The TV deal blows. Like the TV deal is laughable. Um, they get all the money in the world. Why can't they give me some shot link data? Why can't they lean into the betting aspect of it? If they could get some shot link data, lean into the betting aspect of it, and it doesn't even need to be like a huge TV deal. Just make it somewhere where you don't have to download an app. Like, holy fuck, man. I got lifelong Red Sox and Bruins fans who can't figure out how to download like the Nesson app, right? To watch their favorite team that they've grown up in 50 years with. So, I don't know. I just wish. I wish it wasn't how it is. But listen, man. Uh, listen, I got to leave and live. My all my favorite golfers are over there, and I think uh, I think top heavy wise, they're gonna keep poaching. And top heavy, they're gonna get better. And the PGA can spin Dunlap and Firestone and whatever fucking scrub uh, picking up a Sunday show like. Eventually, it's going to wear off. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if amateur wins. They want to see the best of the best. There's a reason why all the finals with MJ and fucking Kobe and LeBron all get the highest ratings ever because they want to see the best of the best perform against the best of the best. It's not about the underdog story is always cute until the championship story. That's it. All right. Well, so a couple of things with that. The shot link stuff. I think that's proprietary. Uh, but they can figure out. The sure. They they have murdered journalists and got away with it. They can figure out a way to fucking copyright infringe the shot link data. Okay. Well, they have all the money in the world. They probably can do it themselves. I, I apparently the reason why they're not doing it is if the merger goes through, they're going to have access to it anyway. So why spend the money to do it themselves? I guess, but now you got John Henry's fucking ghoul ass fucking in his and uh, with Steve Cohen with their private equity trying to jump in. That's that's true. That's what's holding it up. Now, so from my end, look, this what this new golf landscape has kind of turned into is the majors are really the only thing that matters. And I think if you watch Tory Pines this last week, 
that dead energy that was being felt around the golf course because none of the top stars really did well. Didn't seem like they really cared. And honestly, the level of play that I saw on Friday was horrific. Like there was one playthrough that I think Pavan sliced it off the planet. Stallings hooked it into a hazard. Jaeger was 30 yards short on a, on a bad golf. A, a bad par golf. three. Uh, Michael Kim uh, shanked one for the middle of the fairway. Uh, thank you, by the way, for holding on to a dead heated top 40. I really appreciate that. But I, I can't, like, the quality of golf on live stinks. I will say that. The events mean nothing. But there's a lot of events like that on the PGA Tour, too. And really, the only thing that now matters is the major championships. And what happened last year was a lot of live guys are very relevant. And I went into all these majors. And I feel like everybody in the golf gambling community kind of did the suit because no one wants to talk about live because you're right. There's no stats, a.k.a. low-hanging fruit stats that are easily digestible. Right. Um, right. But nobody wants to talk about it. And I feel like people were underprepared to talk about it with the majors. But if that's really all that's going to matter, if that's going to be our most important content, I feel like it is a disservice to ignore it. And by the way, you can bet on it. It's not yeah. on the legal books, but it's on offshore books. It is yeah. on your bookies books. So, I, I'll, yes, I'll, you can bet I'll, on address, this. Yeah, address Mike. It's a great betting podcast for a leave you can't bet. Listen, bro, you can. if you can't find a place to bet live, then you... I don't know. Do you, you bet? Like you can find a local, you can find an offshore. Like it's bettable. I bet it lots last year. But my my overall point though is this is almost kind of an exercise to get me to at least follow live and know what's going on, so I can talk about yeah. them competently for the majors and know what they're doing. Yeah, know what been doing all year long. What they're good at. What they're not good at. Now how that translates into actual golf when they get to the majors. I mean, these golf courses are kind of jokes, but they play some former PGA tour venues. I mean, Bedminster is a terrible golf course, but it seems fairly difficult. So, I mean, what's going to host a PGA championship. So, I mean, they, there are some difficult golf courses they do play, but it, it's more of just, you can bet on it. And I want to find a way to keep our audience apprised as far as what's going on with it. Yeah. Either bet it and be prepared when all the, of them come back together for the majors, for the masters, for the U.S. Open, and maybe you can find some opportunity in the odds market because usually they're pretty discounted. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then on top of that, it's like it's a it's really an untapped market, right? Like nobody's really paying attention to it. I know I, I think Feinberg and and I don't need do one, but other than that, like I don't know anybody who's talking about live. And look, it is something to bet on. And in the doldrums of once football's over, if you don't do college basketball while you're waiting for baseball, if you do baseball, what are you going to bet on? You might as well look at golf and golfers, you know, where, man, listen, the courses could suck or whatever, but we can get some data and we can do it. I mean, <laughs> we, can, we can make some money, man. <laughs> like, okay. that's it. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? We can make some money at it. And, and I mean, really, we get to watch some of the best golfers in the world. And I wonder if I know Rob leaving doesn't move the needle. You know, the grandpa sleeping on the couch is still going to watch the PGA on Sunday. But I don't know if they could get their shit together and get it off the WB. Uh, <laughs> I'm CW, whatever. It was a WB when I was a kid. You know what I'm fucking saying? The, the, um, yeah. You know, you can get it. And, and, and I'm telling you, man, like just any 
somewhat of a TV deal. Like fucking pay fucking ABC. What is ABC running on a Sunday afternoon? They don't have football. They don't have anything else. Like pay ABC to run it for you. Fucking, I'm sure you have some pictures of some ABC executive fucking some Saudi chick somewhere. Like figure it out. Like make it work. Like unbelievable. I mean, Cam they, Smith, they, John Rahm, fucking Dustin Johnson. By my God, like the 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 top ten they have over there. Ugh, fucking maddening. Well, so maddening. I mean, for the PGA Tour's sake this week with their signature event, hopefully they don't get a leaderboard like they had last week on Sunday. And at Mayakoba, <laughs> it's Abe Anser versus Dean Burmester versus um, <laughs> Brendan Steele instead of Cam Smith versus Brooks versus Bryson because that would be... I mean, it wouldn't be a disaster because no one's going to watch it anyways. But right, it's still correct. a bad look. It would be a bad look in our space, at least. So It's always a bad... The last two weeks have been a bad look for us. As far as not us, but for the PGA. But so let me ask you this. So now we have what? We got three live events going against um, PGA events this year, TV to TV. You mean like against, against signature events? Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're clearly out for blood. I don't think it's going to work, but I don't think they care. I think they just want to destabilize the PGA Tour as much as possible. Right. And, or get the, be, and get the best deal as possible. Right. They're trying to be disruptors, but. If are they gonna are they gonna have Sunday finishes against them though? Yeah, they're gonna have to. They go Friday I, Sunday. So if they, so if there's a Sunday finish between Cam Smith, DJ John Rahm, and Joaquin Neiman versus Eric Cole, fucking Steven Yeager, Scotty Scheffler, and fucking Rory, which one are you watching? Well, I mean, Scheffler and Rory will probably draw the eyeballs, but. Which one are you watching, I asked. Depends on the event. You're 100% watching the other one. That's why you didn't answer it. You're watching the Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Dustin Johnson, and John Rahm. Are you fucking shitting me? You are 100% watching that one. And it's I don't want to answer that. Not even close. I know you, and there would be zero chance you're watching the other one. Zero. I, uh, Unless you had a smack. On whatever scrub the PGA had up. I plead the fifth on that one. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, why don't we take our first break, and then why don't we start breaking down? Why don't we actually reintroduce Mayakoba, Mayakoba. to everybody else? Exactly. Yep. All right, well, listen, underdog fantasy, you got a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. The NFL, yeah, I got one more week for left for that. NBA, NHL, college, basketball. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats. And you can cash in. You can win 100 times your money with some spicy plays. Uh, I'll release some underdog golf and probably some football again this week. I'm sure Steve will do the same. We'll be on something called TikTok, which we don't understand, but our producer does. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. We use promo code SGPN. Actually, use golf SGPN. Underdog will double your deposit up to 100 bucks. That's golf. SGPM at underdogfantasy.com. Okay. All right. Mayakoba. So who was the last, do you remember who the last PGA Tour winner there was? 2022? I did earlier, but now I forget. Now I only remember the guys I bet because they did well there. Um, Mayakoba. It makes it makes me angry because this was a guy I bet a lot and lost a lot on. And then he finally, I think, beat somebody I bet. Who the fuck was it? Russell Henley. That motherfucker. Russell Henley won the last. Uh, you are on mute, sir. 
Dapper, you're on mute. Okay. Well, while you figure out your mic issue for the second show in a row, uh, why don't I get into Mayakoba? So this was uh, opened in 2006. It's a Greg Norman design. So because Greg Norman is such close ties to the Live uh, Golf Tour, uh, of course, they would go to Greg Norman's uh, golf course for Mayakoba. And this used to be part of the PGA Tour schedule. Uh, once they got in bed with Liv, the PGA Tour said, you know what, we're going to go to uh, El Cardinal, uh, which is Tiger's course. But that's for a different podcast. Is a par 71. It is a past Palom golf course, past Palom fairways, past Palom greens. Oh, that's Victor. Victor won. He won two in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You asked for the last. There you go. Um, so, past Palom fairways, past Palom greens. Do you know what past, what the purpose of past Palom is? Let's quiz you. What do I do? You've been doing a show with me for four years. What do you what mean? Is, what's the purpose of it? Why, why do you use past pollen fairways and greens for when it's a golf course near the coast? Because it's, it was saved in salt water. Thank you. It is salt tolerant. Oh, Jesus, I was like, I was so confused. I was like, wait, do I not know this answer? <laughs> Listen, I just want to make sure you've been paying attention for the last five years or however long. And past pollen is fucking uh, Victor's shit and uh, Tony Fino's shit. shit. And Akshay Batia's shit, yes. Yeah, Akshay's great on this. Tony Finau's great on this. Victor's great on this. Maybe three guys will eventually be on Live. They've been, I think, bad around is rumored on Live, but not no, today. Not today. <laughs> uh, if they offer him more money, he'll go. Uh, but this is seventh. But the past pile of fairways, it's very sticky grass, very slow grass. So even though it's 7,000 yards, it's going to play a little longer because once the ball hits the ground, it generally stops. It's why it's a really good grass used for resort course as well, which is what this is. It's a uh, um, yep. resort course. Uh, essentially a very nice resort. Um, it's a very perfect grass to use for a resort because it grabs the ball. Great for amateurs who kind of duff it around. The ball's not going to roll very far if you, you know, miss a green or anything. Only about 7,000 yards long. You got some short par threes. None of them are over 200 yards. Three of the four are between 50, 150 and 200 yards. There is the fourth green uh, that actually just went underwent a renovation. It's now an island green what? for some reason. Like Pete Dye? Yeah, I guess it's like, or maybe because of the lit party atmosphere, maybe they want people just floating in the little lagoon there, just sipping their drinks, and I don't know. Listen, I mean, I'm you happy. You can make fun of that all you want. You can make fun of that all you want, but but down here, like at, at like the TPC event in Sawgrass, like every drunk asshole, there's something called the plaid party, uh, where we all go down to uh, Sawgrass, the Marriott, and every drunk asshole in finance or whatever fuck you're in. Uh, we're all taking shots at this pretend fucking island green. And yeah, it, it's it's just as gross on the PGA. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the island green, its sole purpose is to get their five fans who are floating in the middle of it. You know, see, but, you're already disparaging this. We said we're going to give it a shot, and you're already saying fucking five fans. I, 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 is that not a fact? <laughs> Nobody goes to these events. I mean, six now, I guess. I, I don't six. know. Like, like I listen, uh, these if these clowns could figure out where I could just watch it normally. You listen, you know I me, mean? dude. I, uh, ESPN Plus would be as a pain in the dick. You know what I mean? Like now I got to download the CW app to, to. I don't know. Like the betting is what they need to figure out, and they can get everybody on board All because right. they have great golfers. All right. Well, it's a collection of short par threes. All the th there's three par fives. All of them are pretty reachable. There's only one par four over for 475 yards. 
So very short course as far as the proximity buckets and the types of shots you're going to be hitting, about eight shots under 150 yards, seven between 150 and 200, 200 plus three shots. But unfortunately, we don't have any shot link data. Wow. Do we not? So weird. So we, don't, so we don't know what these guys are doing from each single range. So that piece of information is just information. Can't really apply it to anything unless you just kind of know the players. So uh, the one thing I want to say, though, is... You know, looking at the tournament, you have all this past PGA Tour history to look at. When they played in the fall, very easy conditions, usually pretty soft. Um, the difference, though, between it playing in February, and I noticed this watching it last year, plays way differently. Plays way firmer. The wind is usually up. It's a lot more difficult. The average score last year was actually plus 0.1 over par. And part of it might be First event, live event of the year. These guys are kind of just haven't really played in six months. Not might not really mean anything. Maybe they suck. But a, a part of it legitimately is it is more difficult this time of year. It's like a it's like a Florida course, maybe like in the summer, like a little soft or anything. And then you know we play it now, firm fairways, oh. windy, oh, all windy as fuck. So windy, cold, yeah, it's definitely different. Right. So it's just, it kind of applies for the Mayakoba course right now, too. So um, after 36 holes last year, uh, we'll do a recap of what happened la at last year's little event. Uh, Peter Uline and Taylor Groots were tied at nine under, uh, and Charles Howard third was at eight under. And I think is, for the is this second... The is this the fucking event? Is this the fucking event Gooch was like, I can imagine this was like a Ryder Cup would feel like? I don't know. Maybe. Now... No, I think that I think that was uh, the prior year. Okay, but what I know about Taylor Gooch is he famously blew one to Hovland, I think, the year before, and then he blew another, uh, yep. you know, lead in a tournament. Uh, faded on Sunday to T eleven. I think I had a top ten on him for that week, so <laughs> I didn't work great. That sounds accurate. But your 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 top ten for that week. So Charles Howell the third, he won it. He had an awesome ball striking week. Uh, I think he was, let's see, he was second in driving accuracy on the week, ninth in driving distance, uh, first in green regulation, and first in uh, getting up and down. So essentially, you can just say he had a really good tee to green week. Uh, second was Peter Uline, 12 under. Uh, he was one of the longest hitters on uh, in the tournament. Uh, he was fourth in green regulations of the week, ninth in scrambling. Uh, third, Brandon Grace, uh, Paul Casey came in fourth. That was really the only uh, result of note for him for the year. Uh, T5, Brendan Steele, Cam Smith. T7, Pat Perez, Sebastian Munoz, Carlos Ortiz, and Matthew Wolf. So not exactly a very star-studded leaderboard last year at this event. You could possibly chalk it up to the fact that, you know, guys like Brooks and DJ, are they really there to compete? Are they just there for vacation? I know with Brooks, I'm a Brooks truther. He really, at these events, he usually only peaks before, like, you know, a major, just kind of getting so warmed up. There's really no incentive for anything here. So there could be a little bit of that this week. As far as kind of what works at this event, obviously, you know, you want to be good with the short irons. Um, there is opportunities. If you are spraying the driver, there are the mangrove forests to, you know, basically incur a penalty stroke. Yep. Uh, but overall, though, I'm not sure 
really how much that's going to matter. I think a lot of this, I think kind of like what we talked about with our Pebble Beach show, there's the intangible of the really bad weather. This is the intangible of how late are these guys really been staying out? What's the real right. motivation coming here? A lot of these guys haven't even really played at all since Miami. There's only a handful of guys. We can go over there. We go over the, the Osborne had actually played internationally the last five months. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, we have legit haven't seen anybody. Rust. Hair. Three rounds. Who the fuck knows? Seriously, who the fuck knows? But listen, we'll break down the onboards after we pay the bills. So listen, cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. And it's a new and better way to bet. You bet directly against your friends or other users on politics, sports, pop culture, or any other events with verifiable outcomes. Plus, a ton of features that give you the feeling of betting in a social network. Plus, is lower big, customizable laws, and you can create your own bets. And they handle the payments on the side of things so you don't got to chase anybody down. Uh, plus, you get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. So, Cut allows you to list almost any kind of bet. Perfect for getting action on those fun Super Bowl props. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform, U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Plus, Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter with Hall of Fame bets. You can use their sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines for one last game in the NFL. Plus, they got NBA and soccer with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any team. Or for any bet to learn which players are hot, which ones have value, stop betting in the dock and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays. Download Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okay. Well, we can go All down right. the odds board. Gross. <laughs> All right. So tell us why you single bolded John Rom plus 450. I didn't. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, so if you look at like, how it went last year, right? Like, I, I feel like we were doing the same. Or at least I was doing it. Like, I was like, all right, Cam's going to win. Cam's going to win. DJ's going to win. Like, I was taking on the short dog guys and fucking scrubs won in the beginning. So, maybe, and just maybe. I, listen, we don't know if, like, they're already paid out for these events. Nobody knows what's going to happen to live. But it seems like the big dogs don't actually start getting good until, like, midway through the season towards the tail end. Because at the tail end, it was, like, all the guys winning. But at the beginning of last season... It was like the scrubs. Charles Howell won what twice? Didn't no, Charles he, Howell win twice? No, I think it went. Charles Howell won this one. He only won once. Then Danny Lee won in Tucson. And then I want to say I think a bigger name won after that. Maybe Taylor Gooch won after that. But you're right. I mean, these guys, these bigger names, got off to slow starts, right? For sure. And I think I think it's kind of what I met, mentioned earlier is that. You know, I mean, how much is really DJ grinding right now? How much is Kepka really grinding right now? Um, you know, Bryson's been doing a lot of YouTube videos with Rick Shields for the last like six months. That's the extent of his practice, I guess. But he's doing a lot of a lot of one club challenges from Bryson recently. Bryson's the Bry. I have Bryson. I have Bryson. Okay, yeah, Bryson okay. and Neiman. The only two guys that I have like, under. Uh, yeah, under under fifty to one. Okay, all right. 
Uh, why'd you bet Bryson and Neiman then? Because he's Bryson and like fucking he was on a tear at the end of the season and who knows? Like he's a weirdo, man. Like he's super competitive. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks a lot better. Um, he was on a tear at the end of the, uh, the last live season. Who the fuck knows what's happening between now and then? But I feel like 15 in a shorter field <laughs> than, a, than a PGA exclusive event. Yeah, I feel like it's a fucking fair number for a guy who was on a tear at the end of the last season. Um, and then Neiman. Because Neiman's the man, and I miss him, <laughs> and I still wish he was here. Plus, he finished great. I think he was a top. Was he top? He was at least top ten, if not top five. Uh, last time at Mayakoba in twenty twenty two, he was T five. Top, top five, yeah, sixteen under, sexy swing. I miss it. And same thing, fifteen to one. Like I don't know, maybe Torque uh, gets a little bump from uh, getting competitive juices going with John Rams. What was it? The third, what is it? What the hell is Rob's thing called? Legion 13. Do you want to go over the team names? No, I do not. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll save you guys that. We're, we're running a little long, so I, 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 we won't go through every single team and how much Legion how 13. Dis- how disastrous the, the Majestics Legion, are. What does Legion 13 mean? It's a, actually, I can tell you. I have it actually <laughs> on my phone uh, for, uh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to find it. All right, fuck it. We'll do it. Hold on. I I have I have it right here. So the introduction, this is uh I have some uh it's actually from Greg Norman. The introduction of Legion 13 is a testament. Oh, sorry. No, I don't want that. Uh, All right, it's great radio. (laughs) I want this from John Rob. I wanted to go down the warrior spirit mythology side for the team name. The team the term loyalty is very important to me. That's that's funny. Loyalty. Uh, coming from John Rahm. I think it embodies a warrior spirit through its decisiveness and ready-for-battle mindset. During the Roman Empire, there was an iconic Legion 13 Jemina in Caesar's army. They believed in the credo of faithful loyalty. And then uh, from creative director Will Neville, our first expansion team had to offer something new for fans to get involved with. This Legion, this collective, is all about bringing people together as a force to be reckoned with. John's no-nonsense attitude fuels Legion 13. <laughs> All heart, no half measures, and never afraid to be exactly who you are. Boston Capper, was this podcast maybe a mistake that we are trying to prop up this league with just spin and fluff and propaganda like that? All right. To be fair, disgusting. But to also be fair, it's no better than what the fucking PGA is doing. I know. It's no better. It's no better. It's absolutely not better. Fucking you got... Scumbag fucking Moynihan fucking flying back and forth trying to figure out Monahan. Sorry, I always confuse him with the other Fine. scumbag Bank of America guy. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, man. I mean, look, he, he's got it. Look, man, he sold his soul for a shit ton of money, right? It is what it is. Uh, but the bottom line is it, we can bet on it. There's a bunch of good golfers over on that side. Politically, fucking, I don't give a shit. Like, it is what it is. I will. I will bet with his opportunity. And there's a shit ton of my guys over there. And look, it might be Mickey Mouse golf. Hopefully it gets better. But at the same point, listen, a, a fucking a 54 uh, hole event at Mayakoba is 10,000 times better with these guys than the fucking John Deere. Period. End of story. Like it just, I, would, it really is. I would agree with that. It it's it definitely is. But um getting back to the bank side of this, I look 14 I, I can I can get a 14 to one on both 
Neiman and Bryson. I don't know how much appetite I have for Bryson. But Neiman, I know you're in on. Neiman was your Neiman was your fucking. But, that, but, but that's Neiman was your your new toy. Okay, so so here's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of how I'm thinking about this tournament is why are guys here? Like what what's in it for these guys? So this is what Joaquin Neiman's been doing lately. Is he's actually been killing it on the international scene. He won the yeah. Australian Open. He finished fourth last week over in Dubai. What he wants though is to get inside the top. I think sixty. So he gets in the Masters. Yeah, he can't, he can't get that here. He can't get world ranking points here. It's really only about money. So I don't know. Is he really going to be going full bore for it, essentially a meaningless event? Is it just still so. more? Is it just still more practice for him? Is it, maybe I mean maybe maybe he comes out on fire and just tries to keep the momentum going. Of course, he did, he did he did finish T five here. Uh, a couple years ago, last year he drove the ball pretty well in this event. Did not hit his irons very well, but he putt pretty well. So the irons have been, I think, pretty good for him lately. If he can clean that up, you know, I mean, he's had success on past palm. Obviously, he put well here last year, at least relative to the field. You might be able to talk me into fourteen one on Neiman. I okay, but I was primarily looking a little further down the card. Like, all right, all right, so let here's some other. All right, so Cam Smith sixteen one, DJ eighteen one, Gooch eighteen one, Kepka twenty one. Any of that interest you? Neither. Naeem Cam Smith, no. good boy. Okay, nope. me, me neither. Especially DJ and Kepka. Yeah, I'm they're, good. They're I'm, they're I'm they're, good. they're not warmed up yet. They have they probably who knows when the last time they touched a club. Okay. All right. I want to talk about Adrian Moronk, though. Come on. Okay. 31. So, yep. Uh, well, I can only get him for 22, but if, if you get him for 31, that's actually a hell of a deal. Really good pass column history recently. So, uh, last year. Has anybody come over like fresh after like announcement and won? I mean, Danny Lee won his second uh, start. Yeah. Okay. So, that could happen. Uh, so, last couple, last four trips on pass column. Uh, T23, uh, Raz El Camino Championship, T4, T10 at the Abu Dhabi HSBC at the Yas Links, uh, T3 at the Cotter Masters, and then T6 at Raz El Camino Classic. Put well in all those events, too, so I know he can get it done on pass pile. He's also a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, he got uh, snuffed from the Ryder Cup. He had a PG Tour card and still decided to come over. So maybe he wants to come out and win in his debut event and kind of show like, hey, like I'm the man. Like maybe you should treat okay. him better. He's a good driver. He's a good putter. I kind of like him for this event. I went. I, I was. I want to get maybe a better price than him than 22. But I can see it. Like okay. again, I'm trying to go for the standpoint of like what's in it for these guys this week, and I think he's got something in it for him. So, all right, all right. What about what about my boy the ear, Lucas Herbert, brand, brand new teammate, fucking fifty five to one, wants to show his worth to possibly the second best golfer on earth, other than live, other than lives other John Rom. Okay, so puts his ass off, wild as shit off the tee, but that's that doesn't play well here. I know. That's the only thing that worries me a little bit. But, I mean, 52 to 1? I don't know. I don't hate it. I mean, I feel, like that's, I, feel like, I feel like it's a fair price. But, uh, <laughs> what, so here's the, here's the really deep shot. 
<laughs> what about Danny Lee? <laughs> what about dude? He's fucking two hundred and why? Why? why no, hold on, hold on. There's other there's other guys between them and there that I want to talk about. Let's, I know, let's, but I just want to ask you about Danny Lee. You just brought him up. That's why. That's why I wanted to be like, what about Danny Lee? Two hundred forty to one. I mean, Danny Lee was objectively one of the worst players on Live last year. I know. Like, sucked off the tee, sucked with his scrambling. One of the, I think he's actually with, yeah, he, with uh, Harold Varner, one of the worst putters on the tour. So, HV3 couldn't, because he couldn't see straight. Wait, I'm sorry. That was at Mayakoba last year. Uh, all right. So, Danny Lee, yeah, uh, awful in all categories, essentially. He likes the course, though. And it's fucking 240 to 1 in a fucking event with how many guys? Uh, 52. That's ridiculous. Just, just, on, just on money alone. Okay. How about Harold Varner? He's drunk. He can't, He's drunk. He can't oh, because he, he just got the you, got, you know he got pinched, right? I know. Yeah. With the DWI. He got pinched with the DUI. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe he needs money for his lawyer. I just got the fattest bag. This is how you know he's a degenerate. He got the fattest bag he could possibly fucking imagine. Yet he's still at some shit bag bar in South Carolina. He's like, nah, I can drive myself on my Fine. I don't want to pay the surcharge for a fucking Uber. Moron. I mean, maybe he needs the money to pay for a lawyer now. You, you know me. I love HP3. Okay. I mean, his ball striking stats are solid last year. Decent press problem history. T6 of Mayakoba in 2019. T5 there in 2016. So last year he didn't putt very well, but he hit the ball right there. Okay. That's an option at 30 to 1 for me. All right. You could go with Carlos Ortiz. Ortiz. Really good. Love this course. Really good. Yeah. Yep. Really going to pass Palum. Uh, he was top 10 here last year. He, yep. Second in my COVID 2022 T8 there in 2021 T2 in 2020 T9 in 2015. So solid past history for him. You can go with that. Um, how about your boy, Jason Kokrak? No, he needs money. Uh. Listen, he man, as a money. guy who knows as a guy who knows another degenerate, like Coke Rack, I told you he was fucking he was I told remember this is before Liv. I told you fucking him and Pat Perez were coked up on that fucking PGA show. Like I was like, oh my god, these guys are just absolutely yacked out of their minds, drunk, running their mouths. Like Coke Rack won in Vegas. Like, I don't dude, there's zero chance he gives a fuck. None. None. None zero. He is he is bathing in cocaine and hookers. Well, that, and that's him. that's not true. He was first round lead. He was first round leader la here last year. Okay, okay. Did he win? No, because he, he got first round leader and then went out and did a bunch of blow and banged some hookers and fucking fell asleep. Right. That's what happened. Well, he blew up in the second round. So, so this this little experimental model I built relatively pretty good gives a nice little picture about everything. It loves Jason Kokrak though. <laughs> It might be a problem. It's a problem. But he drove the ball well last year, and he actually was one of the leaders in green regulation rates. All right, fine. What's Kokrak at? I'll bet so you. He's, Kokrak's my so he's, so he's 45 to 1. He's All been right. okay, okay. In, his, in his career, Jason. I think he's got like two top 20s 
There's fucking Mike, 50 guys in the thing, and he's 50 to 45 to 1. Who cares? Let's go. Okay. All right. I, I think I'm in on Jason Kokrak. All right. Let's see. Um, so there's the chatter with Matthew Wolf. Now that he's on Bubba's team, you know, it was actually a trade. I mean, the Taylor Goose for Matthew Wolf trade, I mean, it looks like a fleecing, but apparently it's a culture trade. You know, I mean, Bruce is, Bruce is way too hard on Wolf, and now he's going to go over to Bubba, who's more of a, you know, you know, more of a player's coach. Kid's got, still got talent. He's actually been pretty good at Mayakoba. Top 10 here last year in this event. He had like a top 10 a couple of years ago, too, and we were really surprised about um, like that top 10 that PG Shore event, and then he was horrible like after that. He kind of fooled everybody. Did you, did you ever watch the league? Not really. You know Nick Costas is oh, not Nick Costas. Uh, Nick Kroll's character on on a, on a league. Why forever unclean? Why is this coming up? Forever unclean. Matthew Wolf is forever unclean. He will never fucking be good at golf again. That is the end of story. Forever unclean. That's it. All right. Well, he's good at past pollen courses. These things. Pretty good you're at Royal. Betting, Royal I will not let you bet Matthew. Wolf. Why not? He's like sixty-five to one. These things. It could be 165 to one. He got traded because he couldn't handle Liv's pressure. Liv's pressure. There's no pressure in Liv. I don't know. I mean, being oh, under the watch why of Brooks Kepka having to do military presses after a round. Yeah, he should because he blew. That's what happens. Take a lap. You suck. <laughs> All right. All right, so you're back. I didn't know. I didn't know you were all Gen Z and wanted to have safe spaces for your professional athletes who suck. I just have a soft spot for Matthew Wolf and the fact that I, the kid has talent. I'm really disappointed. In what happened? What's happened? Guess what? That name effort a bazillion other athletes. Fucking oh, look at all the talent in the world. Look at our producer. He was supposed to be an Olympic swimmer and fucking went to Texas A&M. <laughs> People touched him on the penis and he couldn't swim anymore. That's what happened. Drive by, yeah. sir. All right. So, all right. So you're in on Danny Lee and Lucas Herbert. What odds are you get him at? Huh? What odds are you get? What odds are you getting him at? Okay. All I'm right. just betting him because he's my guy. Okay. All right. So if I do a card of Neiman, fourteen, love it. Who's the second Bar one? Neiman. If I do Moronk, 22, yeah. Kokrak at, I have at 45. Yeah. Is there anybody else I can fit there? What well, Dean? Fucking Neiman. I mean, I could go Moronk Dean Burma. I mean, Kokrak? Dean Burma. Dean do Danny Lee just for shits and gigs, dude. If I'm he not hits, doing this. I'll, 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 I'll let you have Danny Lee. I, I could. I could. I hit. I and he doesn't. You're going to be so mad at yourself. Just fucking throw five bucks on him. I don't care. Just it's fucking... fine. I could do Dean Burmester has been really good on the Euro Tour this fall. He's won twice. Not very fine. good pass ball in history, though. Best finish on pass ball I have on him is a seventh at this Abu Dhabi HSBC. T32 last, at, uh, last year's by Koba. P. Fit Ortiz at 35? Who? Ortiz. Oh, Ortiz at 35. Oh, that's right. You can fit Ortiz at 35. I can actually do Ortiz. Don't kick you. I don't think I can get him. At, all right, he's 33. Fine. Okay. Let's do yeah, that. Do Ortiz. Yeah. All right. Neiman 14, Mirage 22, Ortiz 33, Kokrak 45. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. I can, I'll settle on that. I'm doing Neiman. I'm doing Neiman 14. 
I'm going to join you on Coke Rack at 45. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bet Bryson. Fuck. <laughs> don't don't God. bet Bryson. That's no fun. I'm not going to. I said I'm not going to bet Bryson. I said I'm not going to do it. Maybe he'll win next week in Vegas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right. So I'm going to do Neiman, Coke Rack. I'm going to do Ortiz, Danny Lee, and I'm going to bet the ear just for the brand. Okay. All right. That is our card. It's our card for Liv. And that is our first Hopefully Liv we can get some more. That's our first Liv. More to come, man. More to come. Listen, yeah. more to come. I hope, I hope it's I hope it's more exciting. And I, I we probably didn't give it a fair shake last year just because all the discourse about it. I guess we'll find out. No, we're I, like I said, we're gonna have to. This is an exercise to at least keep track of it. I'm gonna keep track of weekly stats. Then I will come to the show with next week about how these guys actually did. Yeah. You know, maybe actually find some guys that were pretty good with the ball striking T to green. They didn't putt very well. Maybe that will reverse next week. This is this is why I love Steve. He's like, listen, I'm going to do all the work. You just come here and yell at me. Yeah. And I'll email you the spreadsheet and be like, what wh- what is this? And then you'll blame yeah. me if, if, if it uh, doesn't go right. right. The blues look like green. <laughs> <laughs> That's your uh, color blindness, sir. Yeah, listen, it's red and green, red and green. Yeah. Christmas fucks me up. It is. So, all right, I got nothing else. You got anything? Nah, nothing, brother. That's it. Fucking, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week uh, for shit, Super Bowl, and waste management. And Let's go and live Las Vegas. Oh, because oh, waste management is going to be kind of like on talent too. No, I I think it's still going to be a good field. It, but we you have, so? I mean, we have a loaded show. Oh, we have a loaded show. We got Feinberg. We have, yeah, we have our pre my preview on Sunday, DFS on Monday, betting with Feinberg on Tuesday, live on Wednesday, and then our Super Bowl crossover props on Thursday. <laughs> Ooh, baby, let's go! Y'all, y'all gonna be sick of us. Let's go. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Fucking let's cash the money this week. Let's fat that roll before we go uh, lose money on uh, betting against Patrick Mahomes like I will be on the Super Bowl because I'm a fucking moron. Let's go.